Can the Houston Texans get revenge on the Cleveland Browns? If so, what are some of the things that they need to clean up and what are some of the things that they need to continue to do? We talk about that and more on today's show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome. Ten welcomes for ten wins. Mm. All of the Locked On Texan listeners and viewers, Texan fans across the nation, welcome to this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your Texans football analyst, John from Sports Guy Hickman. On the other side of the screen, as always, Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis, if you are a first-time listener or viewer, thank you for stopping by. Do us a favor. Please subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or, again, wherever you get your podcasts. And listen to all of our returning listeners, our returning players from the Himalayas. Mm. Welcome back. We saw y'all getting ready to listen to some more and watch some more Locked On Texans, and so that is what we're going to do. Bobby Slug to the Carolina Panthers. Here we oh, go. Man, Here we go. Starting. <laughs> and I have some interesting words and take on I can't that. wait for that conversation. But we have to look at how can the Houston Texans avenge, mm. right? Can 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 CJ Stroud be be Iron Man? Can Nico Collins be Thor? Can Sheldon Rankins be the Hulk? Right? Well, can Will Anderson? You know what? What? Well, who can? Well, Will Anderson will probably be the Hulk in this case, right? But how can mm-hmm. this team avenge their thirty to twenty two? Loss suffered a couple of weeks ago to the Cleveland Browns. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. Cody, let's dive mm-hmm. right into it. How can Houston, right? And D'Amico Ryan's had an opportunity to talk about this. Yes, sir. So we have a clip. I'm sure we do. Yes, sir. But how can Houston avenge and 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 come back full circle two weeks later, three weeks later, whatever it is, and beat the Cleveland Browns to advance to the playoff rounds? And John, you know why it's important for us to talk about this because first and foremost, the last two days here on Locked On Texans, we've been celebrating, been popping bottles, <laughs> been popping bottles. However, in the words of my goat in the late great Kobe Bryant, "Jobs not finished." And at the end of the day, the Houston Texans, regardless how we feel, they feel that they have enough to get to Las Vegas and represent the AFC on February 11th. We all know what's going to take place in Las Vegas on February 11th. However, In order for the Houston Texans to achieve that goal, they definitely have a lot of things to clean up. So before we revisit Saturday's game, I do want to take a look at the first playoff opponent for the Houston Texans, and that's the Cleveland Browns. We all know that the Cleveland Browns came inside NRG Stadium and dogged this team. And I made a list of some things that they definitely have to clean up. And first and foremost, the number one thing on the list is limiting the big plays. Look. 
regardless of what you always thought about Joe Flacco, whether, you know, what took place on Christmas Eve or what took place during his time with the Baltimore Ravens, the one thing that you could not take from Joe Flacco, he is a quarterback that loves to target his wide receivers deep. And that's exactly what took place on Christmas Eve when the Cleveland Browns defeated the Houston Texans. And look, I went back and counted. There was at least eight plays where Joe Flacco recorded 15 or more yards. And of course, the biggest play was the very first play where he targeted Amari Cooper for 53 yards. And from that very moment, John, you were sitting right next to me in the press box. We knew that the Houston Texans were going to be in for a long one. So they got to make sure that they put some pressure on Joe Flacco, make him feel uncomfortable, and make sure, and this is number two on the list, make sure that you focus in on Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a very big play, and out of those eight plays where Joe Flacco recorded 15 or more yards, Amari Cooper was the recipient of six of those plays. So you got to make sure that you target Amari Cooper. Number three on the list, you got to make sure that this team is healthy. And I know this is something that we have been talking about ever since the start of training camp. Week two, It started with Scott Quisenberry going down with a devastating knee injury. And almost every single week, every single month, the Texans have been hit with devastating injuries. And the one thing that gets me excited about this game is knowing that, look, I just told you the number of big plays that Joe Flacco was able to record against the Houston Texans. However, that was a Texans defense that did not have Will Anderson Jr., And within the first two defensive drives, they lost Jimmy Ward, Steven Nelson, and Jonathan Grenard. Steven Nelson Nelson came back later on in the game, but you can tell that foot injury that he was dealing with hampered his production. And look, Steven Nelson is a lot more more healthy. Will Anderson isn't 100%, but I think it's safe to say these last two games, having at least 50% of Will Anderson Jr. is yeah. better than not having Will Anderson yes. Jr. As, as, at all. And look, today is Tuesday. The game is on Saturday. Later on today, we will see whether or not Jonathan Lenore will take the practice field. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, he's going to do everything possible to make sure he's out there on the field with his teammates. So the Houston Texans have to be healthy. And last but not least, they have to be more disciplined. Because look, at the end of the day, regardless of how good the connection between Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper was, this was a team that gave up 10 penalties that resulted in 76 yards for the Cleveland Browns. Those are my four takeaways on how the Houston Texans need to improve in order to beat the Cleveland Browns on Saturday. And, Cody, we share a lot of the same takeaways. You talk about staying disciplined. I had the 10 penalties, number one, on on Mm -hmm. my list. But I also want to go a little bit deeper on that before I look at some of the other ways Houston can kind of just clean up and, and, and do better to win this game. Talking about staying disciplined, defensively stay disciplined. The Browns picked up some very significant yards on play action passes. 209 yards, 13.9 yards per attempt, and completed 66.7% of those play action attempts. So they have to be disciplined in their in, in their assignment, right? You don't want to bite too hard. And we know that the Cleveland Browns, even without Nick Chubb, they're not the greatest of running teams, but they can still run the ball. The offensive line is still very good. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit easier to kind of pull those defenders 
down in the box a little bit with some of that play action. And Joe Flacco does a very good job of disguising that with the handoffs. But they got to be disciplined because the last time they took on the Cleveland Browns, that was huge. That play action mm. was huge uh, against um, the Houston Texans defense. And do not get beat deep. 94 of the 368 yards came directly from deep shots down the field. 97 yards, 74 yards, and 23 yards. Those are three separate attempts, deep shots down the field, which two of those led to TDs. I think Houston should shadow Amari Cooper with Derek Stingley, who has been outstanding in man. Mm. Go back to that game. Uh, we know that Amari Cooper finished with was 250 yards. Mm-hmm. It, was it was something a crazy. franchise record. <laughs> it was something crazy, right? Derek Stingley only allowed, according to PFF, 43 of those yards. And so I think, again, when you look at the last game the Houston Texans just came off, they had to throw everything plus the kitchen sink against that Indianapolis Coast team to pull it out because that was a playoff game for them. They are mm-hmm. still in playoff mode, and I think right now what gives Houston the advantage defensively is having Derek Singley shadow Amari Cooper. I don't know the number the percentages on how much Derek Singley shadows teams, number one, but I do know that since returning from injury, there hasn't been a better cornerback in the NFL. Hmm. So put that best player on your defense, the best cornerback in the NFL, you got to put them on one of their best weapons, on their best weapon, which is Amari Cooper. So I think that's important for Houston to look at. Also, Houston will absolutely need that whatever, 50%, 60%, 30% off, 40% <laughs> off, dot, 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 they going to need whatever percent of John Grenard and Will Anderson in this game. Let me tell you guys something. Houston's front four didn't record a single sack on Flacco. In that mm-hmm. first and when we talk about how to beat the Browns, the first – Time around, one of the keys was getting at the Flacco. If you remember that conversation, I said, they got to get out the Flacco. You got to get out the Flacco. I had that on a crossover. I think I talked about it on one of our closing episodes on the week. You got to get out the Flacco. That's what they did not do, who at the time was more prone to throw an interception under pressure, specifically under two and a half seconds in the pocket. Joe Flacco would have thrown an interception more than half the time. Houston allowed Flacco to sit up in that pocket on an average of nearly three seconds the last time they play, paid, excuse me, played, and he made them pay for it. He did a very good job of extending plays because he was not going down because guys were not able to bring him down. Houston's defense was most effective against Flacco whenever they blitzed him or had him under pressure. He only completed 50% of his passes, the lowest yards per attempt, which was two, 5.2, and he also threw two interceptions. So they got to get pressure on them. They got to bring them down. They got to collapse that pocket. And you cannot allow 55-year-old Joe Flacco. I know Joe Lewis. You can't allow Joe Flacco to sit there and extend plays with his legs. That's not a part of his game, especially now that 38 years old. You got to bring them down. First and 10 needs to become second and 15. And you got to get them under pressure. You do that historically this year, based off what we've seen, Joe Flacco We'll give you a pick or two. And he's throwing like three, he's throwing three TDs. He'll throw two interceptions in some of these games, which mm-hmm. is what he did the first time he played the Houston Texans. Uh, one of my also keys to victory, you gotta convert on your third downs. At the start of December, Houston was ranked third in 
six, excuse me, in converting on third downs. Texans ended the season ranked 19th in the NFL. And those two losses, the Browns and the Jets, because it was pretty bad against the Jets, they were a combined 6-27 on third downs. And as we saw, the inability to move the ball, to pick up and put up points, was obvious when you cannot move the ball. So, they got. I like your keys to victory. I think Houston needs to be disciplined. That's number one, right? Cut down on those penalties. Be disciplined defensively. Um, convert on third downs. But I think the key to this game is taking away the deep ball. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, JG52, Will Anderson, the Terminator, right? The big guys in the middle, they got to create the pressure. And when the opportunities are there, do not let Joe Lewis, who was 152 <laughs> when he came to that barbershop, don't let Joe Flacco come down here in Houston and extend plays with his legs. Bring him down, hit him early and often, and give your secondary a shot to create some turnovers because that's what Houston desperately needs. They need turnovers, and they do not need to allow this team to get beat deep. Here's what Coach D'Amico Ryan's had to say about the rematch against the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Coach, when you um, even though this team is going to be a little bit more healthier playing against the Browns this time around, when you go back and you take a look at the film, what are some of the intangibles you feel this team needs to improve in order to improve? For us, looking back at our first game versus the Browns, it was uh, a lot of self-inflicted uh, penalties. We made big plays that were negated by penalties or just mishaps on our part. So, again, we have to play clean football versus a really good team. You, know, you can't go out and make mistakes, right, or they'll capitalize on it. And they've shown that time after time. And that's on the defensive side. Uh, we gave them too many explosive passes. And Amari had an outstanding game. Watching again, he had some of the best catches I've seen all year, right, even though guys are in coverage and in position, he still made unbelievable catches. He had an outstanding game. Um, so we just have to, we have to be in position to cover him better. We have to be able to make plays, right, to get off the field on third down as well. The NFL regular season is over now. It's time to make some money in the playoffs. Some of y'all need them incentives to hit like Chris Jones and when they were celebrating on the sideline. I know I do, right? And with that, now is the best time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in your pocket, win or lose. The app is easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. Same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on. And make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. So we opened up the show talking about ways the Houston Texans can improve against the Cleveland Browns in the first segment. But when you look at improvements that the Texans need to make, you also have to look at Saturday's victory against the Indianapolis Colts. And for me, John, I don't know if that was just a one-time thing with Jonathan Taylor just being Jonathan Taylor, one of the top five running backs in the league, or there's some 
reasons to be concerned about the Houston Texans run defense because look with the Texans being a little bit more healthier playing against the Cleveland Browns this time around I do know that the Browns can still rely on their rushing attack I understand it's not like how it was over the last couple of years however this is still a team that has averaged 118 119 yards on the ground and when I look back at Saturday's game against the Indianapolis Colts, that was the most alarming thing to me because, look, we have raved about the Houston Texans' run defense for the entire season, giving up an average of 88 and a half yards on the ground. The only running back that had the most success against the Houston Texans' run defense in 2023 was Travis Etienne, who finished the game with 88 yards on 19 carries. However, Jonathan Taylor, a buck 88 on 30 carries and a touchdown. So D'Amico Ryan's talked about whether or not if there's reasons to be concerned about the Texans run defense or if it was just a one-off thing. Yeah, our tackling was not good versus the Colts, and it showed up. Right, not concerned about uh, what happened there in the running game, I just know we can play better. Overall, when it comes to how we play our technique up front, starting with the defense line, also with our linebackers and second-level defenders, like being in better position to tackle and swarming. We had one too many times where it was just one guy, and Taylor, also an awesome player, and we knew it going in, made one guy miss, and he was able to create explosives on us time after time. So we just have to be better of swarming the football, but it starts with tackling, right? It wasn't good enough and we have to improve it this week. Yeah, fourth quarter, I felt like guys got more knocked back. We were still, we were able to make some stops there in the run game, but overall it's just still, it wasn't us in the run game. And that's why I think the Colts stayed after it, right? We, they had, we had a lot of leaky yardage in the run game. So we have to fix that going against the Browns this week. They're a really good offensive line, really good run unit. So we have to be prepared to stop the run. As exciting as that game was on Saturday, John, in my opinion, I think there were several things that the Houston Texans need to clean up to improve their chances of advancing to the divisional round. But at the top of my list, man, is improving that run defense. You know, I, I like that because I don't, I don't, you know, I think, I think with, man, listen, I think with that game, I think Houston's front four, um, they met their match, honestly. Mm. Right. And when you look at the first time they played the Browns, uh, Houston did a very good job of stopping that run. I think they mm-hmm. limited the running attack. I mean, did they? Like, or is because Joe well, Flacco was just picking apart that same And that, that's what I was about to say. You know, I mean, they did hold them to 2.5 or 2.6 yards per carry. I maybe off a little bit. I think Jerome Ford ran the ball for about 15 times. So he wasn't successful in those opportunities. So I mean, let's look at it like this. When the opportunities were there, Mm-hmm. Houston contained their run running attack for the Cleveland Browns. But we also do have to look at, well, they didn't need to run the ball as much because Joe Flacco was just sitting back there kind of picking them apart a little bit. And so are you right? Uh, they got to do a better job. We have to rebound. Let's say that they need to rebound and get back, excuse me, to the team that they've shown themselves to be mm-hmm. this season, being able to stop the run. I think it was some crazy stats since week 10 outside of the last game of the year versus the Colts. I think Houston was only allowing like 60 yards on the ground or something like that. But they really was hurting teams that were trying to run the ball on them. But 
a concern of mine, should be a concern of yours, should be a concern of the listeners, should be a concern of the viewers, should be a concern of the fans, front office, the coaching staff, and, and C.J. Stroud. Who else will step up? Who can I run to hmm. when I need yards? Hmm, right? And exactly. if it's not Nico Collins, who will it be? And I'm looking here, man. And Again, this is according to PFF, and some of this is the eye test. When I went back a few times um, this week, that well today to look at some of the Browns' defensive game plans and how they're taking on teams, the Browns are the best defense in the league. But in zone, your receivers can have a little bit, not a lot, a little bit more success whenever they run some zone defense. And that's just pretty much like the rest of the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So who can you run to, C.J. Stroud? Who can you run to, Bobby Sloick? Let's cross out two names right now. It won't be Xavier Hutchinson, the rookie, Mm -hmm. or second-year man, basically rookie, John Mechie. We got to let that go, right? That's not going to happen. That's fair. It hurts, but it's It's fair. fair. It hurts, but it's fair. But I think Houston really needs to look at, if they're going to have a shot in this game, two guys that didn't play last week. Robert Woods, who's making nearly $11 million guaranteed from the Houston Texans, something that I thought was ridiculous at the time of the signing. Kudos to him and his agent. They're also going to need Noah Brown. They got to step up. They got to give Houston everything that they possibly have to help pick up some of these extra downs, to help convert on those third downs, right? Because Houston – just hasn't been in a lot of third and twos, third and threes. In that last drive, we've seen CJ convert a lot of long passes, second and 14, third and – we've seen him do that. They got to be deciding factors in this game. This is this could potentially be the last game of the year, hmm. right? And because of that, everybody must go. Everybody must play. And I'm looking at the possibility of, of Noah Brown actually being a very – good threat for Houston against zone defenses. Noah Brown has put up nearly 300 yards in a TD on a year. Robert Woods, nearly 300 yards, no TDs, but he's been very effective for Houston against zone defenses. Uh, you know, only, only three drops for Robert Woods, one drop for Noah Brown. And what I like the most, Robert Woods against zone, 17 first downs. Noah Brown, 12 first downs. The pass right into Noah Brown against zone, 126, Robert Woods, 78. Are those eye-popping numbers? Absolutely not. But when the opportunities are there, just like when the run opportunities were there for the Cleveland Browns, the Texans defense stepped up and took that element of the game away for the wide receiver core. When that opportunity is there, when they are showing you and giving you some opportunity to run and, and run around against zone, they need to step up. They need to step up, period. But mm-hmm. when that opportunity is out on the field, you got to be good because against man, um uh, against the against man, I'm looking at the numbers here. Man, man, man defense. Noah Brown not giving you nothing. Robert Woods not giving you nothing. 163 for Robert Wood, uh for Noah Brown, 77 for uh Robert Woods. They're not giving you much. They're not giving you much. And so they got to get on the same page. I still think the two the two young dogs, the two young pups. Xavier Hutchinson and, and John Mitch, it's a lot to ask for them right now. Mm-hmm. But Houston needs to look at calling Steven Sims up. They need to call him up. They need to give him some opportunities because 
I still think there's a trust factor. How much can you really trust Robert Woods at this point of his career? Every couple games he shows up, but then he goes dead for a couple of games. Could this be the game that he steps up? Who knows? But I am concerned about which wide receiver on his def- on his offense, excuse me, will step up opposite of Nico Collins. Because if Nico Collins doesn't have a 195 day or you know, one of those days where he's clearly the, this team's number one receiver, this offense will be in trouble. Hmm. And to end it off, Dalton Schultz needs to be a part of your game plan for the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. We can't let you go without telling you about Prospects, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you, ladies and gentlemen, viewers, against the numbers. You're not battling your best friend. You're not battling your mom. You're not battling your pastor. You're not battling your tax advisor. You're not doing any of that. It's just you versus the numbers. You pick the more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. And you sit back and watch the winning roll in. The winnings roll in, excuse me. One thing that Prospect has that a lot of other uh, daily fantasy sports platforms don't have, actually they're the only one with it, a reboot policy. Prospects offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only, only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy for injuries. That's great. Also, if you want to play alongside some of Prospects' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prospect community each week. Go to prospects.com or download the app on your phone. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. That's locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Listen to me clearly. So I'm going to say it again. Right, I don't want y'all coming back saying, man, what was it? You ain't help me get no money. I'm going to help you get some money, and then I'm going to tell you where to use it. Prospix is where you need to use it. Download the app. Go to the website at prospix.com. Use code locked on NFL. L O C K E D O N NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Yeah, for me, we were just sitting at home with the family and my wife and kids were sitting on the couch watching the game, just like everyone else. And, you know. When I turned the game on, it was kind of like I think maybe late in the third quarter, and um, the uh, Jags started making a few plays. And I said maybe I should turn this off, <laughs> but uh, stayed with it. Kept watching the game, and Tennessee they played played a really good game there, made some plays to win, and and we we're excited. I'm jumping up and down with my kids, <laughs> excited, you know that we were able to win the division. Uh, thanks to the Titans getting the win. So excited, man, jumping around. Just an exciting moment for me and my family to share that together. That was Coach DeBico Rhines talking about his experience watching the Titans-Jags game. And I think it's safe to say that DeMico got a little nervous midway through the fourth quarter, like all of us did, because that was a very fun game to watch. And I, I would love to know, what was that moment like for him just as a coach, knowing that so much is riding on this game that you can't help at all? 
you you can't go out there and get a tackle. You can't create a play and nothing. Like I Former was, I was linebacker just, of this team, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, like know. an all-pro linebacker, that pro bowl linebacker, one of the two. It might have been both. But, man, I just would love to just, like, what was going through his head at that moment? You know what's crazy? It's a lot of full circle with this team. You know, really? D'Amico Ryans, I believe, was a part of the first he was. team to make the playoffs in he his was. first year, bringing them back to the playoffs. When you look around the NFL – the NFL script writers got it, got it uh, on point. They got Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. He's going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. You got um, uh, that's another another team that's playing Matt, each other. Oh, um, Matt Matthew Stafford going back to going Detroit. to play Detroit, <laughs> right? Then you also got the teams that will forever be linked together in some way, form, or fashion in their DNA. You got the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans taking Man. on one another. If and he so, who name should not be spoken was playing, Lord have Lord. mercy. Uh, so shout out to the NFL script writers. <laughs> and they continue to just kind of write some fire scripts because now in their transcript, we got Bobby Sloat getting a interview requested from him, I mean, for him <laughs> by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and the Houston Texans cannot deny this because it would be a promotion from coordinator to head coach, here is my thoughts. It works out better if Bobby stays Mm -hmm. for Bobby. It may work out better for Houston if Bobby goes. I don't think Bobby Slurk is ready to be a head coach. Mm -hmm. And as I look around the NFL and the trends that's been set the past few years, I look at Staley. Brandon Staley, the head coach, who you know was in uh, for the Chargers, got these some one and duns or two and duns. Everybody ain't built like that, hmm. and a lot of these guys, you know, either from that tree or branches of that Shanahan tree. That's the hottest tree in the NFL right now. Uh, some of these guys have been put in some great situations, football situations, coaching situations as coordinators, and. After one year, they're getting a lot of praise and everything. But from the outside looking in, you're looking at C.J. Stroud, who is potentially the rookie of the year. You're looking at Nico Collins having a big year. You saw what Tank Dale did. And from the outside looking in, people may think and assume that Bobby Sloak is ready. But I'm going to sit here and say that I don't believe he's ready. Mm-hmm. I think Bobby Sloak needs at least two more seasons under his belt before he takes over as a head coach for whatever franchise. And because I think Bobby has the potential, he's just not ready yet. I'd hate to see Bobby go to the Panthers. The Panthers are a laughable situation. I don't know who would want to be, you know, coach for that, for that owner. I don't know how much trust a coach and players now have in an owner. So I think for a lot of ways, it'll be best for Bobby to leave. Now I think it will be best for Houston I mean, it'll be best for Bobby to stay in Houston for two more seasons. Now, I think it'll be best for Houston if Bobby goes because what great offensive mind who has aspirations to be a head coach wouldn't look at Houston and say, well, I know D'Amico got the defense covered. I know that's taken care of, right? Uh, but I also will come in and I'll step into a situation with C.J. Stroud. I'll step into a situation mm. with Tank Dale. I'll step into the situation where my offensive line, when healthy, could be, you know, top 10. They got two tackles. 
uh, moving forward. Uh, Nico Collins, I step into a situation where now you look around the NFL receivers and, 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 and some of these skill position players and running backs may want to come down to Houston because the city of Houston is the greatest city in the world. And you got a quarterback to back that statement up, mm-hmm. right? So who wouldn't want to come to Houston? And who's to say that the driving force behind this offense right now doesn't have a lot to do with what Ger- Gerard Johnson has been doing behind scenes with his quarterback? So I think it would be best for both situations to look at each other and say, well, Bobby, if you leave, thank you for everything you've done. We'll be okay. Bobby, if you if Houston, if you let me come back, thank you for letting me come back because I'll be okay. Those decisions and thoughts, I think, matter. But I don't think Bobby is ready to be a head coach. And because I like Bobby, I don't want to see Bobby go to a situation as deplorable as the Carolina Panthers. I agree with everything that you said, John. However, the one thing that I would say, whenever Bobby Sloyd takes that step to be a head coach, it's going to be a situation similar to the Carolina Panthers, especially one that still has a promising young quarterback in Bryce Young. Um, I think at least another season, get another season under his belt first. John, I like your idea of saying two more seasons under your belt, but I, I really don't think it's going to be two more seasons. But this is the reality of, of the situation with the Houston Texans. From here on out, as long as C.J. Stroud, Coach D'Amico Ryans, Will Anderson Jr., Tank Dale, as long as the Houston Texans are a rising team and eventually being a championship caliber team, this is going to be the new norm for this organization. Teams are going to want to come to Houston and get whoever's on the coaching staff. Probably next year we'll be hearing Matt Burt might be in talks for a head coaching job. Regardless, this is the new norm for the Houston Texans, and I love it because for the longest, this franchise was on the opposite side asking, can I interview your DC? Can I interview your office? Can I have some more, sir? (laughs) But I'll say this. This is why it's important. For Houston to not only build a form of talent on that roster, but a form of talent on that coaching staff. Hmm. Because teams will come calling. Eventually, you got to replace somebody. And when you do, this is one thing that I do give Shanahan a lot of credit for. They don't miss a, a, a big beat. So for Houston, making sure that they have talent on their coaching staff is very important. I hope this wasn't a long show for you guys. We just had a lot to talk about. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Texans podcast. Again, if this is your first time, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12. Really quick, there's a guy that was on um, – he was on uh, the YouTube live – Smokey two four five McKenzie, John. I think you meant to say I'm confused. Weren't you a Titans cheerleader at the beginning of the season? Serious question. Y'all work here. I know Cody writes for us all year, but he seems on most crossover shows he dogs us. Thank you to Brian because I've never been a cheerleader for the Thank Tennessee you, Titans. Brian. Thank you for Brian Herrera, Smokey, and I don't know what you were smoking, Smokey. <laughs> It must have been some gas. But Smokey, I do not see that. And he follows up by saying, I have never seen these guys chilly for the Titans. We appreciate that, uh, uh, Brian, because thank you, Brian. Smokey was uh the Titans. The Titans. I'm gonna get you today. <laughs> you ain't got no job, you ain't got nothing to do. The Titans, bro. 
But as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.